All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPolcito, and the Celtics demolish the Miami Heat 102-82. I'm not even sure that final score is indicative of how well the Celtics played today. This was arguably the best defensive performance I have ever seen from this Celtics team. Uh, Going to follow today's podcast a little bit different. Going to talk about player of the game. We'll run through all of the highs. And I'm not talking any negatives today. There is nothing from today's game that you can look at in a negative light. So we're going to skip through that. Uh, But then we'll talk about Game 5 here, what the Celtics need to continue doing. Uh, But to get things started off, uh, wanted to give player of the game to Robert Williams. This was a great performance for him. 12 points, 9 rebounds, but his impact was off the stat sheet. And that kind of followed suit for a lot of the guys tonight. Uh, Al Horford's another one. Stat sheet doesn't really do him justice. Derek White, stat sheet doesn't really do him justice. Uh, But I want to talk Rob Williams here because I think he had the biggest impact on this game. We saw last game Bam Adebayo uh, led the Miami Heat in scoring, played great, right? Tonight was a complete no-show. This is a game where... Bam had six. Not a single starter had more than seven points. Jimmy Butler had seven points on three of 14 from the field. P.J. Tucker, three points on 0 of 4. Bam, six points on three of five. Kyle Lowry, five points on one of six. Struess, zero points on 0 of seven. This really boils down to the fact that nobody on that Miami Heat team wanted to challenge Rob. And it's not as simple as saying it was all Rob because obviously the Celtics defense runs deep. But at the rim, they were just, they were caught. Al Horford, four blocks tonight. Robert Williams, two blocks tonight. The big difference though is Al Horford kind of got a little bit of flexibility to play off of the ball more because he had Rob guarding Jimmy Butler at times. This is like the great, great matchup for Robert Williams. And you got to credit Ime Doka for switching up this defense and kind of putting Rob in that role where he can kind of hold off the ball a little bit, right? We've seen him all season long not really play up to the ball, kind of guard the guys that aren't the best three-point shooters. We know Jimmy Butler does not want to shoot. He came out and said it after one of the games. After game one, where he shot, I think, two three-pointers, he came out and said he would have preferred to shoot zero. And guess what? This is what he's doing, right? Jimmy Butler, 0 of 2 from 3. He doesn't want to shoot. So having Rob guard him gives him the ability to sag off a little bit. And I thought Rob Williams' impact was massive today. And it was seen at all points of the game. 
Like, obviously, we talk about the defensive side because he is a second-team all-defensive player, which is fun to say. Good for Rob for that. Uh, But he also just opens up the entire offense. And I know this goes over a lot of people's heads. I know people talk about floor spacing in the sense of being able to hit threes, being able to stretch the floor that way. But what so many people fail to realize is that he's spacing the floor vertically. Like, if anyone gets into the paint, they can just throw it up to him. And it takes a defender off someone. And it happened a couple times tonight. Rob Williams caught two alley-oops from uh, Al Horford, uh, but he also just had a beautiful alley-oop from Derek White to start the third. Like, these are plays that are as easy as it gets, and it shows in the stat sheet. Like, Robert Williams tonight, four or five from the field. He had three alley-oops. One, and then another, his fourth basket was a putback. Right? Like, he's making super easy plays in opening up the floor for everybody else. So, great game for Robert Williams tonight. It was great to have him back. Hopefully, that continues. Right? He did look like he was limping up the court late in the third. Uh, we didn't see him return, but then again, we didn't really see any of the starters come back because the Celtics were up 30-something points, 32 points at one point in this one. Uh, but great game for Robert Williams. Hopefully, again, stays healthy. The other big tonight, Al Horford, was fantastic. This is such an unsuspecting game for Al Horford because you look, five points on one of two from the field, but had a team second best plus 33 while he was out there. Plus 33, and he took two shot attempts. The impact does not always get reflected in the box score. I've said it so many times, and that's why Derek White is much better than people want to give him credit for because he's making all the right plays. Al Horford tonight, making all the right plays. Like, obviously, the 13 rebounds is huge. The three assists, two of which were the alley-oops to uh, Robert Williams, but four blocks tonight for Al Horford. They were just clogging up the paint. Nobody could score on Al Horford and Robert Williams. Like, those two down low, working in tandem, is such a beautiful thing. Such a beautiful thing. And it's been that way all season long, right? Whenever we have our starting lineup, our normal starting five, this team is so talented and so good on the defensive end, so good on the offensive end. Uh, And they just continued playing lights out today. And a lot of it stems from the fact that both of those guys stepped up in a major way, like huge, huge way. Uh, I do want to give a special shout-out here to Derek White. This was his first game back, uh, obviously, after having his kid, Hendricks. Uh, This is a game with no Marcus Smart as well. So Derek White thrust into the starting lineup. This guy was a man on a mission tonight. Came out, had the first seven points for the Celtics, 10 points after the first quarter. But... but just had a couple of massive, massive plays, 
Like, didn't do much as far as scoring goes. Uh, the remainder of the game only ended uh, with 13. But the guy had three steals and a block. Uh, and was just unreal tonight. Unreal. Four of six from the free throw line, so got to the free throw line. Six assists. Uh, led the team in assists tonight. Just great overall game from him. Again, a lot of people, a lot of Derek White haters are going to look at the the shooting numbers and say, ooh, he was 4 of 14. He was 1 of 8 from 3. Those numbers are bad. I get it. I understand the frustration with Derek White. But looking strictly at those numbers does not tell you the story. Because he played excellent tonight. Excellent tonight. Defensively, fantastic. Not really taking a step behind without Smart. Like a couple of just incredible steals. And all of it just starts from him fitting in with these guys. He's a great fit. I've said it once. I'll say it again. I'll continue saying it throughout this playoffs, throughout next season, as long as he sticks around here. Uh, All signs point to him staying, which is great to see. Uh, Outside of that, the guy that I haven't talked about yet, in the starting lineup at least, is Jason Tatum. This guy needs a little bit of a little bit of credit here because he threw out an absolute stinker last game. Horrible. Horrible. And I talked about it on the podcast. Like if Tatum played anything slightly better than horrible, the Celtics win that game. And we'd be talking about a three one series here with the potential to win it on Wednesday in Miami. But that's not the case. We're sitting here tied 2-2. Uh, my prediction, still looking good. Celtics and six. I'm sticking by it. They're winning the next two games. But Jason Tatum tonight, uh, this is the way he needs to play. This is it. Still not shooting well from three. Only one of seven. But eight of 16 from the field. 14 of 16 from the free throw line, 31 points, eight rebounds, five assists, two blocks. Defensively, played great. Offensively, was so much more aggressive getting to the rim. He needs to keep that up. All these threes, I mean, you saw it tonight with Jason Tatum uh, and Jalen Brown. They combined for two of 13. And then you add in Derek White, who was one of eight. Like, that is just bad, bad shooting from three. Actually, the Celtics as a whole were 8 of 34. That's 23.5% from three. You know, the fact that the Celtics went on and beat the Heat by 20 points in one of the worst shooting games of this postseason is incredible. And it's a testament to this defense. The Celtics as a whole shot 39%. From the field, 23% from three. Like, not good. Not good at all. Uh, But defensively, they were unbelievable. And that's the difference in this ballgame today. We had some guys step up uh, on the bench. Jalen Brown kind of threw up a stinker. I'll mention it. I'm not going to make, I'm not going to add an entire segment because of it. Jalen Brown tonight, not very good. 12 points on 5 of 20, 1 of 6 from the field. Uh, Did only have one turnover, thought he had two. One of them must have countered as a block shot. 
But uh, outside of that, the rest of the starting five, I thought played fantastic. And then you had two guys on the bench tonight step up, play big minutes, and play well. Grant Williams, again, not stellar shooting, only one of eight. But defensively, he was excellent. Offensively, he made a lot of great plays. Still, the shot wasn't there, but he was doing the right things. Peyton Pritchard, there was nothing he did wrong all game. Nothing. 14 points, 2 rebounds, 3 assists on 5 of 8 from the field, 3 of 6 from 3. But also added in a steal and a block. Like, really solid game for Peyton Pritchard. There were a couple possessions where he got bullied down low a little bit. uh, But Peyton Pritchard continues to be a solid defender for someone his size. So you gotta you gotta love this game from the Celtics. Like to win by 20 points with the Celtics shooting as poorly as they did is super impressive. And all of it comes down to the fact that they just played defense. The Celtics started this game up 18 to 1 in the first 8 minutes. The Heat did not hit their first field goal until 3:14 left in the first quarter. Just three minutes left in the first. We were up 29 to 11 after the first, uh, holding the Heat to just three of 20 from the field. Miami's one point through the first eight minutes is the lowest any team has scored in a playoff game in the last 25 years. So you want to talk about efficiency from a defensive perspective? This is as impressive as it gets. And you look at the way that they shot all game long. The Celtics held it down. 30 of 90 from the field. 33%. They shot 39% from three. That part is actually impressive. But that came late in the game. That came basically on Oladipo uh, as well as Duncan Robinson. Both of those guys combined for 8 of 15 So when you have two guys like that going off, you're going to get better numbers. But outside of that, nothing. The Miami Heat starters, Kyle Lowry went 1 of 3. P.J. Tucker, 0 for 1. Butler, 0 for 2. Struess, 0 for 4. Bam didn't attempt one. So they combined for 1 of 10 from 3 for the starters. This Celtics defense played at such a high level it's hard to friggin' say anything negative about them. If it wasn't for that uh, fourth quarter where, realistically, we just kind of gave up, and I don't want to say that in a negative way because that's not the way I mean it, but we didn't play any starters in that fourth quarter. We got outscored 30-26, to but the three quarters prior to that, 29-11, to 28-22, 19-19 in the third. Like, we held the Heat under 22 points in three straight quarters. Like, that is historic numbers. Like, great, great defensive performance from these guys. Uh, again, fourth quarter, take it with a grain of salt. Nobody played. We basically sat everyone, the enti- all of our starters at least, outside of White, the entire fourth quarter. Like, this is 
one of those games where guys are beat up, this is a great game to have. Because you leave tonight, Robert Williams only played 19 minutes, Jalen Brown, 29 minutes, Al Horford, 33, Jason Tatum, 34. Like These guys did not play a lot of minutes. Grant Williams was the second most minutes behind Derek White tonight, who obviously had to play a lot because Marcus Smart's not here. The depth at that point guard position is not that high. So you got a lot of minutes from Derek White with 41, but he had four days off because he had a kid. So he was rested. Uh, Grant Williams, 37 minutes. I don't really know. He was He's obviously still young. So we'll give him that for, for that. But having Grant play the second most minutes on this team, that's a good thing. That's showing that this Celtics team took care of the Heat handily. And you'll love to see it. With that being said, we're moving on. The Celtics tied the series at 2-2. Want to talk about some of the keys for the Game 5 here. Uh, before we dive into that, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. The NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more, and boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place the same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilize the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. All right, so let's talk some of the keys to Game 5. So Celtics beat the Heat 102-82, tie the series at two games apiece, going into Miami on Wednesday for Game 5. They need to focus on... Three different things. Win the rebounding battle, get into the paint, and limit turnovers. That's it. Those are the three things. This is something that the Celtics did really well tonight on all accounts. This is coming off of a historically bad turnover performance where the Celtics turned the ball over 24 times, gave up 33 points off of turnovers in Game 3. Tonight... Celtics only had 11, uh, and we only gave up seven points off of those turnovers. 
five of which were in, I think, the first quarter. So this is a great game for the Celtics, right? They pulled all of that stuff together. 11 turnovers, still not great, but it is what it is, right? Like the fact that it was significantly less than 24, I'll take, right? If the Celtics can end somewhere around 10 to 12, I think the Celtics will pull it off. Now, the next key to this is rebounding. We've given up a lot of offensive rebounds uh, this series. And tonight, still gave up 10, so it's not ideal. Some of them are just those straight hustle plays that Miami will just sniff out and get. But the Celtics won that offensive rebounding battle. A lot of that has to do with Robert Williams being in the game. Like These are situations where he impacts the game at such a high level from that end of the floor. Like he had five offensive rebounds tonight. We need that. Like Robert Williams can be the X factor for this Celtics team. And that seems stupid when you're talking about a starter quality player. And I'm not even saying starter quality, but just starter in general, I guess, right? When you have a starter that goes out there and impacts the game as much as he can, it seems silly to call him an X-factor, but he is that guy. The Celtics are such a different team when he's on the court and when he's playing healthy. That's a key because there have been games where he's come back and hasn't really looked good. Like he was still kind of hobbling around. You could tell that he did not have the same, like, I don't know, hoppiness to him. Like the Jacks Abbey... Boston Lager, Priding Parquet, right? He doesn't have that hoppiness in him. He doesn't have the ability to go up, meet guys at the rim. Tonight, he did all of that. He looked great. We need that Rob Williams because that changes everything for the Celtics team. So that's another huge key. Turnovers, that getting to the paint, right? This team needs to continue to focus on getting to the rim. Jason Tatum did a great job of it tonight. Still shot a good amount of threes, but 14 of 16 from the free throw line. He was forcing his way to the basket. That's how you're going to win these games. You look at the free throw discrepancy tonight. It's basically the amount that we won by. Like We had 32 made free throws. The Miami Heat had eight. Like, that is a massive, massive swing if you're the Celtics, right? These are the things that they need to focus on. If they can clean up the rebounding, clean up the turnovers, and continue driving the paint like they did tonight, this is a wrap. I'm sticking with my Celtics and six prediction here. I still think they can do it. So many Celtics fans were jumping ship after losing last game. And it's frustrating. I understand the frustration after coming out and blowing out the Miami Heat the game before that. I understand the frustration. But you gotta be happy with the way the Celtics played tonight. The series is tied now. It's a best of three series. Miami gets two home games. That part, tough, 
right? But the Celtics have played really well on the road. So I'm looking for that to continue. The one thing that scares me just a little bit is the fact the Celtics have not done a good job of winning two games in a row in the last two series. Obviously, take out the sweep against the Nets, uh, who are trash. Take out that series. The Celtics are pretty much going back and forth. Actually, I can't say pretty much. They're going back and forth. The Celtics won in seven in Milwaukee. And right now we're tied. We've gone back to back or every other game this entire series. They need to flip the script here. If they can take one game in Miami and then protect the home court, the Celtics win. Right? It's that simple. They need a game in Miami. And then they need to protect the home court. But if they follow those three things, I don't see it being an issue. This Miami Heat team is good, but the Celtics have more talent. And you heard the announcers talking about it all night tonight as well. The Celtics have more talent on their team. They just need to play the game the right way. When they play the Celtics way... They win games. When they don't, they don't. So those are my keys. Sticking with my prediction, Celtics in six. But that's where we're going to wrap up, guys. Hopefully, game five, Wednesday night in Miami, Marcus Smart is available. Hopefully, we have a full team. No Derek White injury. No Time Lord injury. Tatum's back. This is is all you can ask for at this point. Game five, tied 2-2 time for the Celtics to take a lead here make a statement if you haven't done so already make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics guy make sure to follow our Facebook page Boston Celtics till I die it is over 21,000 members at this point Uh, have a great night Celtics fans we will talk soon yeah you couldn't help it I know you felt it green and white white and green who are we the Celtics who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? 